0: Hey guys, it's Emma and Shannon and welcome back to our podcast. She's an engineer.
1: Woo! Thanks for tuning in for part two of this little chatty series. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what led me to my career path. So
0: Shannon, I guess we should start off with like a, maybe like a brief summary of how you ended up going into your career field, like maybe from a little bit of childhood
1: to now? Sure, that sounds good. So as a kid, I always really enjoyed math class. So that was a really big factor in determining what i wanted to study at university so enjoying math and then also this kind of like came up later in my career but i had a lot of passion for the environment too so one activity my friends and i used to do for fun when we were in fourth or fifth grade was walk around our neighborhoods and the local school and just like pick up trash um, like and I think it's so funny to look back on that because like it's so random to do that I don't know where I got that interest from but one of my best friends and I would just like go pick up trash in our free time so I think always being around nature is another thing like growing up I was always outside playing in the creek um, with my brother or friends and having that fondness uh, and both of those ended up combining to where I am now which is environmental engineering so I think my childhood along with some classes that I took in high school and my whole family. I will mention that my dad, as you know, probably know, is a civil engineer. And then a lot of my aunts and uncles are also engineers too. So growing up in a family full of engineers, you can't really uh, get away from it in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, So I think just having all of those minds come together at family events really helped encourage my curiosity and passion in math and in the environment nice yeah Mm -hmm. so
0: did you have any like stereotypical i guess like engineering interests as a kid like when you were really little like the toys that you like to play with
1: Mm -hmm. um well one that you mentioned in your episode was connects and I remember I got a hand-me-down connects roller coaster that was huge. We couldn't even really fit it in our house because we didn't have space for it. So we put it on our back covered deck. And so just playing with that. Um, also did a little bit of Legos too. I think that's the most traditional one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one on, one other thing I'd mention as a kid is just being really hands-on for fun. I really liked... Um, Uh, like renovating things so I had an old dresser and so I got to like sand that down and paint it but like being almost problem solving e if something came up being able to solve it work with tools things like that
0: that's so cool yeah I know Mm -hmm. your dad has done like a bunch of construction too right have you did you like help him with that as a
1: kid Oh yeah, I would say quite a bit. I helped him out here and there and learned how to use power tools, but my dad actually built that back deck off of our old house by hand and it was um, like plexiglass and wood and he also worked on old cars. I guess I had a mini bike too growing up that needed some work, so I actually got to like work on the mechanics of a mini bike too.
0: That's so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Did anyone else like in your life, I know you mentioned your dad and your aunts um, and just like other family members, but did anyone else like teachers or other role models encourage your interests?
1: I also want to mention my mom, too, because although she's not an engineer or in the STEM fields, I think she really encouraged my curiosity And whenever I had school projects, she always would fully support me and like would go out to the store with me and buy all of the things that I needed to get creative. One example was in high school, we had to build um, a few things, but one was like a solar car. So we had to get, I think they supplied the solar panels, but then you needed the wheels and the base of the car. And for physics, we had to build an instrument. So I think having my mom there, she even though she's not an engineer, she's one of the best problem solvers I know. So whenever something came up, she always would have a plan B, C, D, E. Um, so she was a big influence in my life, along with my dad, as I mentioned. As a kid, whenever we traveled and we went into any historic building, my dad would just look up at the ceiling and then tell us about the beam structure or the arch of the ceiling and how it was built. So that's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: So civil engineering was definitely like ingrained in your knowledge base or your memory, like definitely as a kid.
1: Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You mentioned like you took some classes in high school. Um, Did you say like what exact classes they were?
1: Yeah, so I think a few classes that kind of helped me figure out my career field. I always was a little bit ahead in math. So, oh, actually going back to middle school, this is not really engineering relating related, but for geometry class in eighth grade, we had on Pi Day, a competition to see who could recite the most digits of Pi, you know, 3.14. And I, for some reason, had previously had an interest in fifth grade, so I started memorizing Pi in fifth grade, and in eighth grade, finally got somewhere where I could use this random knowledge, <laughs> and I recited 143 digits of Pi, and I won the competition, if anyone is wondering. That's so cool. So, yeah, that's kind of a random fact about me, and then... um I also, when you were talking about this in your episode, I remembered in middle school, I took a class. I'm blanking on the name, but it basically was a class where you learned different skills and you were put into different groups. And one group was the AutoCAD group. And I remember I had ranked that pretty high on my list to get chosen for this group, but everyone else in the class is like, uh, AutoCAD, who wants to join that? So I think even learning AutoCAD in eighth grade was interesting. Um, And then to high school math classes were always my favorite, but my sophomore year, I took both physics and chemistry the same year, which was actually pretty tough, but they were different enough sciences that you could kind of keep them separate in your brain, but that physics class, I think that might have been the, my favorite class I ever took in high school. I made, as I mentioned before, we had a project where you had to make uh, an instrument of some sort, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of related to the wavelengths with the notes of the instrument. And so I made a mini, I think a xylophone where there's kind of five keys and you have a little like hammer to hit them all. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We also had to make a car that was powered by rubber bands and see whose car went the the farthest. So that class really uh, made me realize that I enjoyed physics a lot. It was fun. I mean, maybe also as a teacher too, having all of these cool projects. But before then, I didn't really know what career field I wanted to go into. I wasn't super set on engineering. Even throughout my whole high school career, I just knew that I liked math and science and applying that science was pretty fun.
0: In high school, did you do
1: anything, I guess, that excluded
0: any careers from from your like list of potential careers
1: i'll first start by answering the question almost opposite of what you said Mm -hmm. as a kid in middle school and early high school i really liked art class and that might be strange because engineers minds aren't always the most creative, but I really liked art, surprisingly, especially when you did, like, geometric designs and art, which mm-hmm. comes back, because in grad school, I did a lot of topographical maps. So I think you definitely still can be super creative in engineering, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly, not art. Um, I did take, a, like, an AP literature class, and I enjoy reading, but I... After taking that class, I realized, I mean, I wasn't really sold on anything in the, the English field, <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> that class was kind of rough. Uh, I also, I mean, I really liked history too. History and government were always interesting classes, U.S. history or US government, and I took a religions class my senior year, so I think the only thing I really had rolled out was something in the English area, um, English studies. So when I applied to colleges, I did apply with engineering being my degree because I thought that was the most practical. And I was like, why not? I'll give it a shot. My dad's an engineer. I have similar interests. So I went in not super 100% on that degree, but felt like it would either be engineering or something still in the STEM field. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, I think the English sentiment is shared by many an engineer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I love reading, but I'm definitely a nonfiction person when I read books. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely not, like, a writer by any means. But technical writing, I will say, isn't as bad.
1: I love technical writing. Yeah,
0: I feel like creative writing is, like, not my forte but Mm -hmm. (laughs) technical writing is like when you have a goal and like you need to write about it like it's all good Yeah. yeah yeah so I guess along those lines you said you applied to Pitt in engineering so how did you choose Pitt
1: well I applied to I think Pitt was the only school out of state that I applied to and also to some schools in my home state of Ohio and there were a few factors that influenced my decision. The first one being Pitt having an engineering school and then having a pretty good engineering school. So I was kind of down to two top contenders Pitt and one other school in Ohio. And My dad and his family are actually from Pittsburgh, so I had a connection to the city there, and my dad went to the University of Pittsburgh for one year before he transferred when his family moved to Cleveland. But I think having that family heritage in the area, having an interest in moving out of state was another big thing that I considered. I really wanted to make college transformational time for myself because high school was really hard on me personally I did fine in school I did pretty well in school and I enjoyed that part but I just was a really awkward teenager so I wanted to have a fresh start in college and so moving out of state allowed me to do that and then also having the connection to Pittsburgh along with a good engineering school it seemed like a good mix of all the things that I was looking for in a university
0: mm-hmm How long into, I guess, school did you decide, okay, I'm going to stay in engineering? Or did you ever, did you just
1: Mm -hmm. continue
0: to do it? Does that make sense?
1: Yes, sure. And I think where I really found my passion for engineering was during my time at the University of Pittsburgh. So during our first year at Pitt, we took a class where it was almost, I think it was a seminar class where we learned about all the different types of engineering. Oh, yeah. So when I came into Pitt, I thought, I'll do engineering, I don't know what type yet, and was open to all the different types, chemical, mechanical, bio, civil, and electrical, and I thought I would just learn about them and see what interests me the most. So through that class, I decided, you know what, let's go into civil. I didn't want to do the exact same thing that my dad did, but I thought that was what interested me the most. It also had the most physics in civil and that kind of had me then declare civil engineering as my major which transformed over the years. So during sophomore year I took an introduction to environmental engineering class and during that class we learned about water quality and landfills and your chance of getting cancer if you ingested certain chemicals, all of those equations and fun stuff. And after that class, I was like, hmm, I'm gonna consider environmental engineering. This actually seems pretty cool. It There's a lot more to it that I than I thought, and it's still very technical. And then my junior and senior year at Pitt, I took some more in-depth environmental engineering classes that solidified my decision I took senior year a engineering laboratory and that was one of my favorite classes because we had class we first would learn about a particular topic like lead leaching into your drinking water pipes and then we would go into the lab and test different water filters to see how much lead that they filtered out you know the Britas and everything so being able to learn something in class and we also went off like each Students would teach a little portion of the class, give a presentation on a topic, and then go into the lab and actually do something hands-on. was really fun. I also had one professor my senior year who also influenced my decision to go to graduate school because I didn't really know what I was going to do after senior year. I figured I would just graduate from the University of Pittsburgh and get a job, but probably not be super happy with my first job. Um... And so I had one professor, I took his environmental impact study class and one of his other upper level environmental engineering classes. And he talked to me after class, he pulled me inside and was like, have you ever considered graduate school? And so I was like, well, not really. I thought I was just going to work after school and then maybe consider graduate school down the line. But he influenced me and I decided to apply to graduate school. So that's Big reason I went to uh, Montana State. I wanted to get more in depth. I wanted to further my knowledge in environmental engineering and got the push from a professor.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I like remember you kind of like bringing home some of your like work. Like we were talking a lot, I think, about like the lead in our apartment. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy. But, Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, I remember seeing you like in the lab, like really enjoying everything you were doing, um, especially Mm -hmm. like with the environmental, I think, team through Pitt Civil Mm -hmm. Engineering, if that's what it's called.
1: So yes, the environmental engineering team through ASCE, I was on that team two years, my sophomore year, and then was the captain of the team senior year. And both of those years, we were given some sort of problem um, to solve through having a pollutant in a drinking water source and having to come up with a filter to remove it. And I just remember having a lot of fun because we built f- – Water, drinking water filtration systems in real life and then went out and competed with a bunch of teams. But we had one really tall, clear cylinder that we had and then we added different aggregate, sand and gravel and larger gravel and sometimes even some sort of chemical to flocculate and then filtrate out a particular mm-hmm. pollutant. But being able to create that in school and to have a team behind you was a lot of fun
0: yeah I remember going down to see your project and even though that's like not something I'm personally interested in or Mm -hmm. that I'm personally excited about I like noticed like how excited you were about this whole project and I was like wow Shannon really is going into the right field
1: yeah (laughs) yeah Yes, it probably wasn't until my junior, senior year when I was like, okay, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Well, that's
0: good. It's it's good to enjoy <laughs> what you're doing. And then did you do any internships at Pitt that helped influence your decision to go into this field?
1: I did, yes. Yeah. So I did two internships while I was at Pitt. The first one, very different from what I just talked about, I actually did an internship for the Ohio Department of Transportation. Uh, I think I did that after my sophomore year and I just didn't really, I struggled a lot my first year of college with classes and then sophomore year I was just catching up on everything. So I finally landed myself an internship, but it was very different from what my interests were, which was fine. And I think this is one piece of advice I'd give people. If you're unsure about a particular area or you wanna rule something out, it's probably best to just get experience in it. So I worked at the Ohio Department of Transportation and it was overall a great experience. My boss was awesome. I went out to some construction sites and got to see the pouring of concrete for a bridge deck for a highway in the Cleveland area. And I learned about engineering drawings and came up with a database for LED lights for all of the highway lighting in Cleveland. So a really positive experience, but it made me realize I didn't really want to go into transportation or construction, (laughs) construction management. And then my second internship after my junior year was for a consulting company in Pittsburgh. And during that internship about half of it was field work and we were out in the field groups of interns with a field team lead and we were just investigating all of the city owned parks and parcels and greenways for stormwater infrastructure. And we would just go hiking around parks and whenever we saw some sort of stormwater inlet or conveyance structure, we would take the measurements of the dimensions, report on the current condition, take a picture of it and put it in an ArcGIS database. And I think that was just an amazing experience because I got to see stormwater infrastructure in real life. I didn't know I would get into stormwater at that point, but having the field work, it was a lot of fun. The second half of the summer, I worked a lot on the QAQC internally and got to work in an office and work with other engineers. So those were my two internships, very different, but both very valuable to my career field.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned kind of how the internships helped you shape where you wanted to lead your career to. But how mm-hmm. did your career path change like post undergrad, like going into grad school or even post grad school?
1: Sure. So after the University of Pittsburgh, I decided to move all the way out to Bozeman, Montana, partially because I thought it was a really cool graduate program, Montana State. Their environmental engineering program specializes in wetland treatment for for wastewater and for stormwater, but I had an interest in natural systems such as wetlands. So I talked to some professors there and it seemed like a good fit. I also got to be a TA for, funny enough, their Intro to Transportation class. So that ODOT internship came in handy, you never know. And I wanted to make another big move in my life. So moved across the country to Montana and I loved graduate school. It was more of a one-on-one experience with professors. I got to work in a lab for one of my projects with chromium And my graduate project really shaped that career. I redesigned a stormwater detention pond for a local middle school. They currently had a stormwater pond there, but the the principal and one of the science teachers wanted to redesign it so they could use it as an outdoor learning area for the kids. So I worked in AutoCAD and also on paper on topographical maps and kept the the basin pretty much the same but added a little more grading into it and i got to work with a landscape architect and come up with the different plantings that were good for shallow water mid-level and deeper water and do all the calculations make sure the volume was sufficient for all of the stormwater runoff and write that up in a a preliminary engineering report so that project is funny enough what i kind of want to do now um it was just so cool to go out in the field, talk to the, the science teacher and the landscape architect and then go back in my office and work on AutoCAD and come up with cool designs and be innovative too because in stormwater there's a lot of green stormwater infrastructure, like I mentioned with natural treatment systems and, and plantings. So once I did that, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm in the right I'm in the right place.
0: That's good. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. mentioned that. And I know you recently kind of changed career trajectories or you just changed positions and changed companies. Mm -hmm. Um, But did you ever question like the field, your field of study, like what you wanted to do?
1: Yes. I would say there were two times that I questioned my field of study similar to you. One time was my freshman year uh, at Pitt. After taking freshman year classes and having to retake some classes, it was just really hard on me. You were a small fish in a big pond, also having all the social changes of living on your own Mm -hmm. and making new friends. It was a lot. So that was the first time I questioned my field of study, but I just pushed on, worked even harder. made it through. The more recent time was actually... Probably within the last year, I've thought a lot about this because my job, the work I was doing wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And that was the big decision to to leave my job and start a new job, which I just started two weeks ago. And I just wasn't sure about environmental engineering in general because I... Wanted to do something, but I didn't know if it was too niche. I didn't know if I could get into it. I was doing more stormwater sampling and permit requirements, making sure cities were in compliance with permits and technical writing, and I just wanted to do design. I just wanted to do stormwater design, and so I left my job in May and then took a lot of time off to rethink about it, get my passion back because towards the end, I just didn't feel passionate about what I was doing anymore. I wasn't excited to go to work and and work on cool projects. So I, I've been doubting that for a little while, but I'm just now starting to get integrated with projects at my new company and I'm getting excited again for, for my cool, my work.
0: Well, that's good. And sometimes it's also Mm -hmm. like necessary to have a little like mental break or just some break from work. So that's not, like, all you're thinking about, and it not doesn't become, like, some, like, mundane thing that you're doing every day.
1: Oh, yes, for sure. And preventing yourself from burnout, too.
0: Yeah, it's definitely tough, I think, in, like, all career paths. Like, all career paths have, like, burnout, so it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so are you, like, satisfied with your your decision? Are you feeling fulfilled now? hmm <laughs>
1: I would say I'm feeling pretty fulfilled. It's always such a change starting a job or starting a, you know, new company and taking a step back and having to slow your pace down again and learn everyone there, get on projects, but I do. I I've been very fulfilled with my career and I like to reflect back on where I came from because I'm always and it's maybe cheesy to say but I'm proud of myself for going to graduate school making the big move and staying out west and then I think I'll talk about this in a future episode about leaving my past job which was very very hard for me Mm -hmm. but I knew I needed to do it for myself and for my career and now that I'm actually starting to work on projects that are design focused and super cool i'm like yeah this is definitely what i want to do and i get to share these stories with my friends and also i love sharing stories with my dad too as a fellow civil engineer he just gets also really enthused about what i'm working on so we can just like chat about civil engineering all the time well that's great (laughs) and and i get to help the environment because a lot of the projects either make more or help with resilient drinking water sources for communities or filtering out pollutants for drinking water wastewater systems so having that balanced out with being my passion but also feeling like I am making a difference in the world
0: that's good yeah I feel like doing a like leaving your job um, type of thing would be like super interesting for people I know like personally like Well, from, like, my viewpoint, you were kind of struggling with that, like, for a while. So, but I'm, like, glad you, like, made the change and are now, like, happy with where you're at. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, and finally, do you have, I know you talked about some advice, like, doing internships or any type of, like, hands-on work experience before Mm -hmm. for people in college. But do you have any other tips or where to words of advice for the next generation of engineers?
1: Sure, and I think this applies to people our age too. This is a piece of advice that my dad has always given, but I think it's really important as a young professional or college student to find a mentor or mentors and be able to learn from them because you can only learn so much on your own and I think it's super important if you're learning technical skills to have someone who is a lot more experienced than you and be able to share things that they've learned along the way and their opinion. So I think I think that's probably a big tip of mine and something that I'm working on too because I really like being mentored and then I think it goes the other way too. Once you get to a place where you feel comfortable with the skill, I think it's good for you to teach it to someone else too because then you know the ins and outs of something as a mentor um, so that's a piece of advice and I'll echo what you said too that it's really important to just get experience even if it's something you're not interested in getting experience in your career field so at least you know what you don't like and then hopefully you can start finding what you do like and it does take time for me it took time as you can probably tell throughout all my explanations. It really wasn't until college when I found my groove mid college and then that determined what career field I went into and very happy with with that decision so far and I hope to feel that way years into the future.
0: I feel like mentorship is like not something that is I think like often pushed on people or talked about a lot like we've done mm-hmm. I think an episode about mentorship But no, that's like a really great tip.
1: Yes, I agree. And that sums up this episode. So thanks for tuning in and hearing about my career journey. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.